We solemnly swear we're up to no good. Hi, I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Laguna. And we're the hosts of Harry Potter Minute, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. Join us as we argue about whether or not McGonagall would meow at Dumbledore. She wouldn't. As we ponder just how much Harry's fortune is worth. Just $40. As we guess how much mileage one gets out of an Ollivander wand. 100,000 jinxes. As we detail the ins and outs of Hogwarts Castle. It's only a model. Join us Monday through Friday, only from DuelingGenre.com. Mischief Managed. Dueling Genre. Welcome back to Rocky Minute, the daily podcast where we gather in front of the house of Rocky 2, one woken baby at a time. I am Jason. And I'm Doug. And joining us once again on this Thursday, beautiful Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, all the way from Mogwai Minute is Neil Brown. That is me. Oh, hello. Hello. Thanks hello. for coming back again. Hello. Thanks for joining us today to knock out Minute 94, which begins with Rocky talking to the baby and ends with Paulie in charge. 94. 94. <laughs> oh, it is... I didn't even realize that. What? Nin- 94. It's a Star Wars Minute oh. joke, Jay. You wouldn't get it. I don't get it. I listen to Star Wars Minute. <gasps> Can you edit that out? <laughs> Let me replace that. With ah, 94. I love a good Star Wars Minute reference here on the show. <laughs> Shout out to those guys. <laughs> so, uh, again, this is um, Sylvester Stallone's actual child, mm-hmm. Neil. Really? Wow. Okay. It is, yeah. That's interesting. There's a lot of hair, this kid. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sure a, does. A healthy head of hair. Dude, how old do you think this kid is? Mm. Well, he was born. Movie, he's only a couple days old, right? Yeah, he was born in, in 79. I would say he's a few months. He's definitely not. He's mm-hmm. definitely not a, a, a less than a month. <laughs> right. I think he's a good um, three or four months. But he's, yeah. But you say he's supposed to be like. Wheat days, what? right? New days, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like a newborn. Yeah, so he look, definitely looks a little older than that. But oh, fair enough. A smidge. Yeah. It's fine. Movies, isn't it? It's movies. Who cares? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rocky's looking at the baby through the crib bars, telling him not to worry. Oh, you don't have to worry about nothing. Now, okay. Rocky's use of double negatives. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's a little bothersome. <laughs> yeah. Um, in fact, there's one. There's one at the uh, earlier on in the movie when he's in the zoo. And he, he he knocks out a triple negative. I think we talked about he, that one. He, he says because we said we talked about I, this because we went a triple negative, so he brought it back to what? It, yeah, he, what, yes, it brings it back to. He says, "I ain't <laughs> never gonna change nothing." Yeah, right. <laughs> like, all right, so I'm not never. So I am. Right. I am gonna change nothing. Right. All right. That kind so of works. Yeah. <laughs> so everything's the same. <laughs> I think what he needs to do is double down on his double negatives and go the full triple negative the whole time, and then he's right. <laughs> okay, so R- Rocky's telling the baby, <laughs> you don't never have to worry about nothing. You don't, don't ever. Ne- don't never. You don't never. Which means you is will he using have another to worry. triple? No, you don't never. So, so you, you will, will have to worry about nothing. You will have to worry about nothing. <laughs> you have to worry about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's what he needs to do. <laughs> We uh, really play jump rope with double negatives here in the states all the time. So, um, some, <laughs> some some people might might let it slide. Well, 
I'm British. <laughs> yes, you're proper. Yeah, we've we've here in America, we've gone, we've thrown the English language away yeah, years we, and years ago. You you <laughs> gave us this wonderful language, and we, we yeah, have destroyed it. We and we've gotten to the point where we stopped trying to correct it, and we've just started a, a, like a tangent of mm-hmm. of our own thing now. You've embraced the mutation. <laughs> oh well, embrace is a is a stretch because. The way the way people speak nowadays really just drive me nuts too. Right, kids, yeah. kids mostly teenagers. And and, yeah. and America is so big that you can't possibly expect everyone to say things the same. It's so enormous that you're gonna have, you know, different, you know, dialects. dialects. You're almost gonna have different ways of saying. It. And and it is true. Like you go, people from the south, like you, you're like, what? What did you just say? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> it, it's just you know. Right. And in and, and Boston, you know, oh. Massachusetts, New England area, which is only like a five hour drive from here, they have a completely different <laughs> version of the English language. Wow. Yeah. So it's not just us here in New Jersey, which we get, <laughs> we get torn off for our accent a lot, but um, I don't think we're the worst. Yeah. We might. Well, and even Philadelphia, you know, it's only an hour and a half away. Like my sister, they say things different all the time. Like the big one is we, the football team, Philadelphia Eagles, here we say Eagles. And my sister-in-law calls them the Eggles. <laughs> the Philadelphia Eggles. What? Yeah. No. She call them, they call them the Eggles down there. The Eggles? Yeah. It's, it's the way she's the accent is just, it's mm-hmm. it's different. She says things. Wow. Yeah. And it's only, like I said, it's an hour and a half it's away. Ridiculous. Crumbs. We have, what we have here is a little bit of necessary exposition. When Rocky tells Adrian that he wishes the doctor would let her go to the fight mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. really explain why she's not at the fight. Right. right? She was supposed okay. to be at the fight. Mm-hmm. Yep. But Talia Shire at the time was working on a, another movie mm-hmm. called Prophecy, mm-hmm. and the shooting schedule interfered with shooting this part of Rocky II. Mm-hmm. Right. So they had to um, – well, Stallone first, he rewrote the scene where she would have to stay home. And uh, they shot her scenes watching the fight on TV months after shooting wrapped and while they were editing the mm-hmm. film. Wow. So did, did this movie overrun? Is that why it kind of ran into the next schedule, uh, the next movie? You know, that's a good question. I, I don't think they had many scheduling problems with this. Because I guess it would be weird if, like, if she's signed up to this movie and, okay, here's, the, here's when you're blocked out because here's our shooting dates. Yeah. And then she's signed up for something else. You would think that, okay, well, either she signed up for the other one first and, okay, Stallone had to make it work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he thought, okay, there's an overlap, but maybe I'll just muscle them out when it gets to that kind of time. Or, or she signed up for that one second, in which case they should have been, you know, cognizant. All right, we, well, we've got we've got Talia Shire till this date. You get her after that. And, and so if it's that case, then if there's an overrun, then okay, fine. They have to deal with that. But yeah, uh, that, yeah that's, that's a that's a good question. Way. Yeah, because like contracts would bind you to one movie at a time, right? Unless yeah, unless something. Big time. I mean, that's how it, I, that's my understanding of how how it all works. I mean, it's like a quite a sacrosanct thing. It's like no, no. I've, I've literally, we bought you for this time. Yeah, yeah, you cannot you cannot sign for someone else for the same time. So maybe it was an overrun. Or maybe it was uh, maybe maybe she signed for Rocky two seconds and mm. Stallone just thought I'll I'll make it work somehow. Maybe we'll be ahead of schedule or we'll just sort it out. I'll just. To these guys, yeah, or, maybe or they, tried and these guys said no, or maybe they were gracious and said, Okay, you can have her, but we need her for this time mm-hmm. period. So he had to rewrite this. Uh, it doesn't yeah. say anything on the wiki about the 
production overrunning mm. time, but it's a good rewrite, though. I mean, it works, doesn't it? It does work. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. she's you know she just revived, got revived from a coma, and you know had a baby. So yeah. I, I can understand the doctor not not wanting her. Yeah, it's stressful. Very stressful situation. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll have to look into that a little bit more. Yeah, they um, they actually they had the time really to reshoot to, to reshoot these parts with her after the fact because it took Stallone mm-hmm. and the editors eight months to edit just the fight scenes. What? Wow, that's an enormous amount of time. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do we have here? Hold on. The next scene is oh Apollo getting his hands taped up. Oh yeah. Now yeah. he's all business. So I love this. Scene. All yeah. right. Yeah. So my question is. Um, Apollo's the arena's full of people, mm-hmm. right? It's packed. Mm-hmm. It's every seat was full. The last view we had, right? Like so everyone's in their seats. Mm-hmm. The arena's completely packed. Yep. Apollo is pretty much at the end of getting his hands taped up, so he's he's ready to go. Or whatever. Rocky is still home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't even left his house. He hasn't yet. left his house yet. Everybody's in the arena. Everyone's yeah. in their seat. They're ready. <laughs> the fight's about to start. The announcers are announcing, yeah. which means the TV, the TV is run, is on, right? Uh-huh. So this fight is like ready to kick off. Like you mm-hmm. feel like any second now, we're ready to go here. Rocky's still home. Do, do you? Do we know if his house is near the spectrum? He says. Uh, I think we Google mapped it too, but he said it's uh, it's ten minutes from his house, mm-hmm. and right. we Google mapped it. it's ten minutes. Via, it's exactly ten minutes. Car at dual. Right. Yeah, it was ten minutes. But he makes another stop. Yeah, he doesn't go. <laughs> he's, he's obviously not in a rush. He doesn't go right there. <laughs> Gamesmanship. <laughs> Make him wait. I like uh, the way that Duke is psyching him up. Like, you know, he's, uh, everybody loves Women love you. Men love you. Like, Duke is awesome here. I love him. He's He's speaking softly, but he's... Oh, he's got a little menace in his voice, a little growly kind of, you're the man. Yeah. You're the number one. You're the champ, best of all time. I love his cadence. It's like the girls. Yeah. Love you. Men, girls. No people love you. <laughs> you're the best. He's yours. He's yours. This bum shouldn't be in the same ring as you. I want you to show him. I want you to who you are tonight. Show him who you are tonight. Stick him. I want, I want Duke to follow me around the house in the morning when I'm getting ready for work. <laughs> like I know. Like I'm I, want him like, I want someone around me like 24 hours a day like this guy. It's like I'm making my uh, coffee in the morning and he's feel. like, the men love you. The women love you. <laughs> show him who you are today. Brush You'd have teeth. to contextualize it though. You'd be like, you got a great walk. Powerful walk. <laughs> right. The best walk. <laughs> you breathe better than anyone. Stop at that stoplight. <laughs> How good would you feel? I would. With with that cadence, man, I, beat those eggs. Toast that toast. You make the best coffee. <laughs> best in the world. As as one would imagine, it's working because Apollo really looks like he means business. Does now, yeah. So what's going on? Like so okay, so now that he's got people around him, he has to put that brave face on again. Like, all right, okay, I'm the man. He's he's getting properly psyched up. Right? Yeah, getting- like right right before Whatever right. contest you're about to embark on, that's when you're. That's when you really, you know, you get psyched. You, get, you put your game face on, and that's when you you tell yourself, even if <laughs> you don't believe it, you tell yourself mm-hmm. you're invincible. Yes, it's all about attitude. Yes, it's all it about is. your psyching up before the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I put that down to Duke. I mean, it's you know we saw we saw last minute. You know, Apollo's on his own. He's kind of you know contemplative and you know not not settled. He's got he's gotten into this state because of Duke. 
mm-hmm. in my mind. Duke's gone, like, all right, come on. You sit there, I'm gonna tape you up. I'm going to say these things to you. I'm going to get you where you need to be. And famously, um, Mike Tyson always, Mike Tyson's famous quote, he said that um, when when the fights, like when the fight, I don't I don't know the quote exactly, but roughly he was saying that when the fight started, like he already beat you. Mm-hmm. Like it was, every, like the fight was everything leading up to it, like getting in the right mindset, coming into the ring, like psyching you out. Like the, everything he did, the way he stared at you, everything was like when the bell rang, he's like, I, you're, you've already lost. Like I've already beat you. I can well believe that, and this is part of it because yeah. that that you know they, that when when Mike Tyson's coming in the ring with like his look, his walk, like everything, and you would imagine that it started at some point like this in the dressing room, like getting yourself into like all right, this is where we're going to do, this is where I got to do it, getting yourself into that mode that when you come out to the ring, you you have that already set like that face, your body language, mm-hmm. like your walk, your everything is already set up that you that he's won the fight, and I would imagine start something like this. Hmm? Yeah, it's interesting because. Tyson, Tyson to me was the like pre-prison Tyson when he was young was the was the most fearsome fighter that I've ever seen, and you know I don't I'm I'm 40 years old I kind of grew up in the 80s so when when Tyson was in his prime, I was kind of you know getting to that age where I could appreciate uh, a box boxing and a boxer yeah Uh, and he was the you know, he even at kind of 18, 19, 20 years old, he was he was just a scary mm-hmm. fighter because he was so intense. And he would just had that, like you said, he had that glare and that m- demeanor about him. Yeah. I, that was uh, un- unparalleled in my mind. I, could, I can't imagine, like, standing across the ring looking no, at him before no. the fight. That's the whole point. Yeah. But you would think, yeah. like, in this we're seeing an inside look here, like, he, he you know, Fighter like Tyson, Apollo, like, you know, Apollo's not a real person. <laughs> but, you you know, they didn't arrive at the arena like this. Like, at some point early in the day, you were, like, maybe joking mm-hmm. around with your friend, you know, come mm-hmm. out, like, you know, hey, we're getting ready for this fight. And then I would think that at some point you had to switch it to, like, all right, let's do this. And I would mm-hmm. imagine just probably how it, you know, what it goes. Maybe yeah. it was that they wear a baseball cap when they spin it around <laughs> <laughs> over like the top. Switch. <laughs> Another Stallone classic. Maybe it's getting you getting your, your hands taped up. Maybe that's, you know, the first bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be. That's getting ready. You know, that's, I don't know. I don't know. I've never, I, I never, I never will be a boxer. <laughs> no, no, ring with no, anyone. But, uh, so this is all purely conjecture, but, uh, it's a, it was an interesting parallel to Tyson. Cause I, that, that, he was the one that stood out for me when I was a kid. Yeah. Same here. I think we're, we're all roughly the same age. So yeah, we all know the, the Tyson glare. Mm. Okay, so we got we got, now we go to Rocky's house. Okay, uh-huh. Rocky comes out of his house, and the crowd there's a crowd in front of his house, right. hundreds of people. Meanwhile, he should have been at the arena an hour ago. <laughs> Do they know he's still in there? Like, <laughs> <laughs> isn't someone saying, hey, guys, the fight should be starting in like five minutes? <laughs> you sure he's in there? No, oh, they, they've been there for you know all day. They have to be waiting. Did Rocky and Adrian not notice the crowd gathering? I, I I don't. Well, That's number one. Is there any? Um, they must have done. I mean, it's, they would have. They would have definitely noticed. Like I just. A, I think this is just Rocky's. He doesn't act shocked when he comes out, right? So. No, I don't think he's capable of gamesmanship like this. Like let mm. let's leave it and let's make him wait. I think I think it's just. Oh, maybe he just doesn't 
get it. Maybe he's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's skipping ahead a little bit. It's out of my minutes, but you know, Mickey's really, Mickey's there already. Yeah. He's pissed off when he arrives, but <laughs> yep. uh, it, I think maybe Rocky's just doesn't realize what time it is. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's a distinct possibility also, or he just, or it's not like, you know, his priority as always is Adrian is his family. So he wants to make sure he says a proper goodbye, no matter how long that takes. I don't know. Maybe time got In away his own from way. him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but the the way this <laughs> it, it never bothered me before, but now that I have kids, if I put my baby to sleep and I walk out of the house and there's a hundred people out there <laughs> screaming, I would flip out. <laughs> right. Um, can I can I say uh, Paulie looks weird in a suit? What? Why is he in a suit? Well, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> why is he wearing a suit? I don't know, but it's a little. It's a little too big for him. Uh, it just it just doesn't doesn't look right to me. All movie long, he's been wearing a suit, and it's it's a it's definitely different. He does he does you know why? Because the suit is all neat, tie is done up nice, but his hair is just it's a total mess. Sh- yeah, shaggy and messy. <laughs> <laughs> but he's I don't know this this movie is responsible, Paulie. Yeah, that's true. He's not. He's That's not a drunk. How he was in the last movie. This, yeah. But, why? So good. No, it's just gonna. Um, so Rocky puts Polly in charge. <laughs> why? Why does he do this? Like, I, I don't like guys. I gotta say, I don't really like Rocky here. <laughs> Me either, dude. The child. The child's mother is in the house. Right. Yeah. A why first why is Paulie in charge? Number one, that's your first question. Is why the hell would you put Paulie in charge? Like Adrian's a grown woman; she's a mother now. Mm-hmm. Like, like, <laughs> like uh, it's her child. Head. Like, why is Paulie in charge? Number two, why does someone have to be in charge? They're both adults. <laughs> like he's talking like if you're leaving your two like children home alone, right. you're like, all right, the older one, you're in charge. Like, why does anyone have to be in charge? <laughs> so it, it's a two prong problem. Why does anyone have to be in charge? And why is it Paulie? <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, so let's not make any bones about this. Paulie's a man, right? Right. And Adrian's a woman. Right. So Rocky is the kind of guy who is a man's man. Mm-hmm. And he wants to make sure that the man is in charge. Right. And regardless of the fact that, you know, Adrian is his child's mother and obviously knows best, much better than Paulie what's good for the child right? and what the child needs. Rocky is, is the kind of guy, this is why I don't like him in this minute. Rocky's the kind of guy who dismisses that and must insist that the man who is in the house is in inverted commas in charge. Even though it's an it's, incompetent man. Yeah, there, there you go. It doesn't even matter that an incompetent man, uh, an alcoholic, whatever, right. uh, uh, some guy in a it suit that's too big for him. <laughs> it's irrelevant. Yeah, he's a man. Rocky's old fashioned. Yeah, that kind of shit would never fly today. Yeah, it's, no. it's 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 just saying that you know, like an incompetent drunk is better than the woman being in charge. Kind of this yeah. kind of message it sends. Yeah, I agree. With you. I don't. I'm not too fond of that. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to be be on Rocky too much because I, I don't think he does these things out of you know like cognizant malice. Or cognizant uh, bias or sexism. I just—it's just who he is, yeah. and that, that's not to excuse it. I mean, he's a man of his time, and it was the seventies. It's it, you know, and so you have to take that into context, right? 
Um, so I'm not, I'm not excusing him for it, but I understand who he is in the context of his time and we, we can understand where these yeah. thoughts are coming from. It, it's not like he, he came out of the house and like, let's say Paulie was there and Adrian was home alone with the baby, right? Mm-hmm. And they come mm-hmm. out of the house and across the alley is a drunk bum laying behind a dumpster. And Ryan comes out and goes, yo, you see that guy laying over there? He's in charge. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like that. Like, I, I get what he's saying. Like the man, But also, I'm going to come to Rocky's defense for a second and mm-hmm. say that maybe he's doing it like Adrian's still obviously some some repercussions from the being in a coma. She, she was in a coma like a week ago. Uh-huh. So, so she's probably still sick. Maybe she's a little weak. Like she's still not feeling better. So maybe he's saying it like he doesn't want her to worry about having to do anything, that Paulie will be in charge of everything. Like Paulie will take care, you know, get you what you need, take care of the baby. Like she you know, just like relax. you just you don't you just relax and watch the fight. Paulie is in charge. Mm-hmm. He'll take care of everything. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about anything. Maybe that could be something. I don't know. I'm just trying to defend yeah. the poor guy here. Uh, and he is her older brother. Mm-hmm. So, right. So they would be in charge maybe, if he was if they were seventeen and the, the natural. Yeah, well, I guess so. Yeah, that, I mean, the natural order of things is that the older sibling is the responsible one, except in this situation yeah. when it's the mother of the child more responsible. Eh. I, I, I wouldn't think yeah. of you know my wife has a brother, your wife has a brother, like leaving like. Let's say Mark and Lindsay and Tra- and Travis and Evan are at your house for some reason. You're leaving, and you look all right, Mark. You're in charge now. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. <laughs> oh, Lindsay, would, my wife would be like, no, no, <laughs> no. That's, that's not well, the case. Uh, and that you, that you have to take into the context of the times. I mean, yeah, and, right. and yeah. also you have to take into context that the Adrian is not a confident woman. Mm-hmm. True. Um, true. So maybe Rocky just has that in his mind too, and and you know, I I, I guess I'm not not excusing. Rocky, but but just putting it in context and trying to understand where it, where it comes from. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I guess that brings us to the end, does it right. not? It goes, just goes back to the baby and uh. Yeah, the baby that Rocky all of a sudden gives a shit about, even though he wouldn't go see him in the hospital. Yeah. Oh, sure. 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 Uh, all right. I guess. Um, yeah. I guess we can wrap this week up. Not this week. Just this minute. <laughs> it's only Thursday. We're coming back tomorrow. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, so do you want to remind uh, the people about uh, Mogwai the Minute? People. The people, the good listeners, uh, can find me over at the Mogwai Minute. Uh, if you like pineapple on pizza, don't mm-hmm. bother. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like pineapple on pizza, come right in. You're welcome. <laughs> you know, uh, that's a hot topic over there. I, I hate pineapple on pizza. I think it's good awful. man. However... I will turn you guys on to something. Do you like pineapple or you just don't like it on pizza? I'm, I'm all right with pineapple in, um, its, in its place. I went to um, close to our house here. There's an Italian restaurant. You ever been to Reina's? I'm oh, not Italian restaurant. Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. There's a Mexican, this little Mexican place. It's got like six tables in there. And there's only one woman working there. She does to-go orders. She has the phone. She busts the table. She's, but she's amazing. It's called Reina's. It's in the shopping center here by um, Garden State Vet. This, oh, yeah. this is just for Doug pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Palumbo's over there, so it's over there. Mm-hmm. And the other day, we go there like we've been going there a lot. It's really, really, really good Mexican food, and uh, we've been going there a lot lately. And the other day, I was there. I wanted to try something new, and she had. Uh, you have quesadillas in you know, where in Singapore? <laughs> sure. <laughs> so quesadillas, which are for those of you who don't, 
I don't know, everybody knows what quesadilla is, right? So they have steak quesadillas, and it's just your typical like cheese, steak, onions, whatever. And this one had pineapples in it. Mm. And yeah. well, hey, before you judge, go on, go it, on, it was it defend it was, and I got it on a whim. I, I just I, I didn't feel like going there that night, and my wife wanted to go. You know, when you go somewhere and you're like, ah, whatever, yeah. and you get there, and you're like, you know, I'll just try something new. And I picked it. It was delicious. The pineapple with the salty meats and the mm. cheese, like it, it did something together. It like it brought it all together. It was fantastic. Pineapple in my steak quesadilla is my new thing. Really, yeah. Neil, comment. I don't like it on pizza, though. I agree with you there. That's that's out. That's outlandish. Uh, it's, uh, I, I can't get behind you. Just you, you steak quesadilla. Try it. Hey, try like it. Like each to their own. Like you, you know, it, it, it did it for you. That that's that's great. The fact that it was there on the menu with pineapple, I would have immediately ruled it out for me. Uh, I don't like to mix fruit with anything other than other fruit. Oh. Mm. That's my rule, and the only exception to that rule is banana, which works with things like chocolate. But okay. other Dude. than that. Just straight out fruit. Fruit and fruit is fine. Fruit and everything else. I would you. um I, I I can't agree with you because I have to say my my favorite meal in the entire world, if I were dying tomorrow and wow. if anybody listens to the show knows it's a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> I always think I'm dying. Only in your head. Um if I were dying tomorrow and they gave me my last meal and told me to have whatever I wanted to have, that meal oh, yeah. would be um, skirt steak. You ever had skirt steak over there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm acting like it's another. It's another planet. Uh, skirt steak, which is the long, thin steak. Skirt, skirt steak and uh, plant fried plantains, mm. which are the you know those banana type things that mm-hmm. Spanish people enjoy. Right. So fried plantains and skirt steak together, and you get your fork and you get a little bit of, of <laughs> plantain and a little bit of skirt steak on the same fork is the best meal of all time. I, I, would, I, I can't get enough of it. And plantains are a fruit, pretty much, I'm guessing. Yeah, they're, they're well, yeah, but it's so, very banana-like fruit. And so like, like, b- that goes to your exception, the possibly? Exception, yeah. Right. Okay. Banana is the exception. So plantains... Banana, banana works with things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, mm. Plantains and skirt steak is number one in my book. So I can't... I, that would be my exception to the no fruit. That's your, that's your death row meal. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. No question yeah. about it. You want to know my death row meal? Yeah, please. Sausage, beans, and chips. Hmm. What? Like chips, uh, chips potatoes, fries, right? Like, French fries. Yeah, okay. French fries. Like potato, yes. Like fries. But like not French fries like you're getting in McDonald's. Like, like the thick cut. Slightly, slightly chunkier ones. Yeah. Not like super thick. Not like a wedge. Right, like a steak and fries. I, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, sausage, baked and beet. When I say beans, Heinz baked beans. Hmm. Wow. On the tin. And, and then what kind sausage, of sausage? Uh, I guess like a worst of some kind or a Italian sausage. Nah, just like a nice kind of Cumberland sausage, nice British kind of pork sausage. Okay. Okay. Like a nice Cumberland. Uh, I, in fact, what I would really like to go for if I could be choosy is is a little three sausage medley. Because I do, I like You're a done. beef you can have sausage. You <laughs> I like a uh, that's true. I like a beef sausage. So one would be a beef sausage. One would you have to have a pork sausage, of course. One would be a nice pork sausage. Uh, and in fact, tonight I, I, I had on the grill uh, a couple of a couple of French Toulouse sausages, which were delicious. Uh, I would be happy with one of them. Um, just a lightly a lightly spiced pork sausage. That one is delicious. Third sausage. 
No, go definitely not a chicken sausage. Don't get me started on chicken sausage. That, <laughs> that's no sausage in my book. I would take like maybe a. I can go for a nice lamb and mint sausage or something like that. Just mix it wow. up. Wow, that's that's yeah. fancy. Lamb and mint. Go for mm. well, it's my desk, my last meal, guys. I'm allowed to throw a bit of lamb in there. Yeah, you can have whatever you yeah. want. Sausage, beans, and chips, guys. If you've not tried it, give it a shot. It, it, see the plantains and skirt steak. You have to eat it together. So are you having like do you get a fork with some beans, some sausage, and potato and chips on the same fork, or is it something you just kind of a bite of sausage and a bite of beans and a bite of chip? Here's here's the beauty of this meal. You can do all possible combinations. Mm. And it's equally delicious. You okay. can go beans and a sausage, beans and uh, a chip, sausage and a chip. All those three mouthfuls are delicious. Then yeah, go for the the trifecta. Get oh. them all on there. Oh. I don't know. I I think it's a combination of now we're talking about food, the accent. But I feel like I'm talking to Gordon <laughs> Ramsay right now. Like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like the way I, I the way like sausage, like. Yeah. <laughs> I get it because he's British, but he had like you had the emphasis uh, on it too. You can have good sausages out in Jersey, right? Uh, we, we, the Italian sausage is um, is our yeah we staple. We, we do here. Italian sausage with peppers and onions on a roll, mm-hmm. um, right? My with wife fennel, is like fennel sausage. My wife is from mm-hmm. Poland, so we do a lot of kibasi in this oh, yeah. in this household. A good kibasi, and and if you ever go to Poland. The kibasi in Poland is not like the kibasi in that you can have anywhere else in the world. It's, a, it's completely, it's out of this world. It's really wow. good. All right. Nice. All right. Nice. All right. There you go. Sausage the, talk. Yeah. On <laughs> <Rocky Minute. laughs> what, this is our sausage. What segment? is your death row? Your death meal, Doug. You didn't tell us. Uh, I, I would. Uh, I would go for like a like a nice filet mignon with a with a seared outer edge, where it's you know burnt, crispy on the outside, mm, just seasoned with yeah. salt and pepper. Yeah. Right. It's what science. else you got going on uh, on the plate there? Mm. What else do I got going on? Ah, sweet potato. Love sweet potato. So you're you're fucking dying, right? You're dying, and you're gonna get a, a filet mignon. Filet mignon is good by all means, but it's a very like when it comes to steak, like you want a fatty steak. Like filet mignon, I eat when I'm on a diet because it's a lean steak with not a lot of it's fat in it. Tender. You're gonna have a filet mignon, a goddamn tender. sweet potato. You're dying yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, you're out of your. F- <laughs> that, is, that is by far the stupidest death meal I've ever heard of in my entire life. That's like I'm on a diet and I want to eat something delicious. I'm going to have this uh, flaming out and a sweet potato meal. I happen to like diet food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So Jay does not approve. Hey, everybody, go to Mighty Mix and tell us what your death row meal is. That was a that is a terrible death meal, man. Terrible. <laughs> Flaming you need a sauce on there. I, I think Ugh. you need a sauce on there. You need something else on the plate. You can't just uh, two those two things alone. I, I Doug, you need to tell us. I cannot. Plate not, I cannot wait until you're dying and I bring you a the bland flaming yawn and a it's sweet not bland. Potato. Are you nuts? Yeah. If it's dusted with salt and pepper and burnt, like charred on the outside. First of all, you don't need a sauce because the steak is plenty flavorful. And a sweet potato, you know, I mean, I would have it smothered fat. with butter and sprinkled with cinnamon. Mm. You, you, flavor and steak comes from the fat. That brown fl- sugar. Flaming has no, no fat in it. So what? Ugh. I don't need fat. <laughs> I'm dying, right? <laughs> Let me have what I want. Jesus. <laughs> so we'll come back tomorrow, everybody. <laughs> Lie. Let's see what the listeners say. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Time meals are. Mighty, Mighty Mix. Mix. Mighty Mix. What's your death row meal? 
Go, go. We have how many members do we have in Mighty Mix? Six hundred, seven hundred. I want to see at least five hundred death meals on there when this airs. So post your death meal on there, and it better not be filet mignon and a goddamn sweet potato. <laughs> if it is, please agree with me because I, I, I'm, I'm always treading water here. <laughs> all right, better so not we'll be a goddamn pineapple on pizza. That's all I can say. <laughs> uh, Neil's very opinionated about that. All right, tomorrow is another day. All right, see you tomorrow. What are we waiting for? Take this! Filet mignon and goddamn sweet potato. Filet mignon (laughs) is my favorite meal of all time. Crazy? Dude, you're crazy. It's a very tender piece of meat. Hell yeah. But it, it can't be like cooked on, in my backyard on a grill. It has to be like a Ruth's Chris or something I, like that. I love filet mignon. I think it's delicious, but it's not. Like I said, I eat that when I'm on a diet and I want to have steak. Yours was a fucking steak? A skirt steak. It's a lot of fat in skirt steak. It's delicious. I don't, I don't understand even why like you insist big, on having a fatty piece of steak. Like a big center cut ribeye with a lot of fat in it. Like that, You're dying, dude. You don't have to worry about fat, cholesterol. You picked the, the healthiest death meal anywhere in the world. And? Like, you could eat, like, a 4,000-calorie meal. You're dying tomorrow. It doesn't matter what you put in your body. You're dying. Oh, I better go get some skirt steak <laughs> and, and plantains. <laughs>